0: Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, which is going out a bit late today because it took me about 100 tries to record an intro to this thing. I don't know why. I don't normally get this kind of stage fright in front of my phone's microphone, but today it happened. Today's going to be a much longer episode because I talk to way more people than I normally do, which is very much my intention. I went to two shows on Sunday. The first show was at Hoxton Square Bar Kitchen and Grill. I think that's the name of that place. That was a show called Peggy's Big Sunday, hosted by Peggy. Playing that show was Sebastian Shubb, Izzy Walsh, Skeletons, Helena Deans, Kyan, and then Chris Lloyd was the DJ. I didn't stick around for Chris Lloyd, and I got there too late to see Sebastian. Maybe I'll catch up with them in the near future. But I did see Izzy Walsh, Skeletons, Helena Deans, and Kayan. And I spoke to, first it was Peggy, the person who puts on the show. Then I spoke to Izzy of Izzy Walsh. Then I spoke to Izzy Walsh's band, who were... Ben on mandolin, Lewis on drums, Daniel on bass, and Simon on banjo. I didn't get to talk to Johnny. I think he'd left already. Then I spoke to James, who is a photographer who goes to pretty much every show ever in London. And it turns out I'd actually met him once before, without even realising. Then I spoke to Gavin, the singer from the band Skeletons. Then I spoke to Helena, of Helena Deans. Then I spoke to Gavin and the rest of the members of Skeletons, who were Will and Ed. Then I spoke to Kayan, the headline artist of the show. Then I spoke to Rosie, who is a member of Kayan's band. (sighs) <sighs> that's a pretty dizzying list of names, and that's just half of the show, because after that show, I took the 10-minute walk to Old Blue Last. Another show was being, sh- was being hosted there by Saxon, and at that show, it was Mystic Peach, MK Ultra, Two Tribes, Free Money, and Slice, and then the DJs, Dead Boy Disco, Mona Cordes, and Pelly Candy. First band was on at 9 p.m., the last band was on a quarter past 12. I live quite a distance away from this place. And it's a Sunday and it was a bank holiday. So public transport was pretty limited as I found out a little too late. So I didn't stick around to see all of the bands or the DJs. But I did see Mystic Peach, MK Ultra, Two Tribes and Free Money. And I did speak to... First I spoke to Patrick who is a member of Two Tribes as well as many other things. He wears, He's a man that wears many hats. After him I spoke to... Lewis, who was the sound engineer for this show at the Old Blue Last, Then I spoke to another Lewis. The first Lewis is spelled L-E-W-I-S. This Lewis is spelled L-U-I-S. He is the man behind Saxons. He was the person that was putting on tonight's show. Then I spoke to the members of Free Money and a few of the members from the band Slice. I was basically in the green room with Free Money and then Slice joined us halfway through. And then after that conversation, I spoke to Isaac, who is one half of the band Slays. He's probably the most high-profile person I've had on this episode, which makes me think maybe this episode might get the biggest audience I've had yet, which is probably why I feel a little self-conscious about recording this intro and then the outro eventually. But we will play through the pain. Thank you very much to everyone that I spoke to. I hope you enjoy these conversations, and I will play a bit of music and say a little goodbye at the end of this episode. Enjoy. I'm, recording. I'm sitting in the bar area of Hoxton Square Bar and Kitchen, and I am here with
1: Peggy from Peggy's World. Hiya. Are you? You are right, Roy. you having a good time.
0: Not bad. How are you doing today?
1: Very well, thank you. Um, so, to explain, Please we're do. at Peggy's Big Sunday. Um, it's a night. I've been running for about two years now where we have six incredible artists. Today it's just five. But that's because it's a bank holiday and there's another gig but shh usually six incredible artists. Us. No, exactly. No. Right. Every genre. Um, if it's are you just saying if it's six, it's gonna go on stage. Great. Okay. So today we've got um, we had Bluegrass, we had um, some kind of like gnarly, gravelly singer-songwriter earlier. We got some Neosoul later, and we've got an incredible guy called Kayan, who's in the process of making a visual album. He's just been in Mexico, he's been to Morocco, so that's going to be super cool. Next up, we have Post Pop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you mentioned before the previous artist, Izzy Welsh, that's her name? Uh,
1: Izzy Welsh. Izzy, Izzy
0: Welsh, Man of State. You mentioned this is your first time you've had someone from up north on your stage.
1: Ah. Northern Lass I have had the Northerners before but the Northern Lass because as you can tell I'm a Northern Lass as well so I get very excited so I uh, saw her at Sofa Sounds which is where I kind of emcee and it's like uh, intimate uh, gigs where you all kind of sit down I saw her in a boxing ring Um, Wow, know. So it it was bluegrass in a boxing ring I was like, Izzy do you want to come and play on a conventional stage (laughs) like Parkston and she went, yes and I went, great, you're Northern. This is even better.
0: So where Northern. in the north do you hail from?
1: Uh, I'm from Cheshire. Right.
0: And what brought you to London?
1: Well, I thought, I used to want to be an actress. Thought, move to London, make my fame and fortune. And oh. then I decided to be a music promoter and a presenter.
0: That's not a very subtle shift in focus there. What led to music promotion?
1: So, um, it all started with a boyfriend. Ah. Oh. God, don't let it say. out, let it out. Don't get cool. hated. <laughs> so it all started with a boy. Uh-huh. The boy left to Berlin. I went to a gig. I thought, I want to MC gigs. I MC'd the gig. I met a, a, a band called Normanton Street and a guy in it called Ned who runs a label called QM Records, who went, yo, let's promote music. And I was all in the mood to promote music. So we did.
0: So you went to a gig and thought, I fancy MCing gigs like this. And, and then that's
1: it. Boom.
0: Fantastic. So, how many years have you been doing these types of gigs Uh
1: Two. Two years.
0: So when did this start?
1: Two two years, to be like, So not
0: when, this started. Like how did this start? Oh,
1: right. So we started off at the Old Blue Lass, when we made that decision. And um, it was great, loads of fun. And then we had links up here, and we kind of were like, prove your worth. And now we're here um, every month, which is great.
2: Every month?
1: Yes, yeah, so you can come down every month, for it.
0: I will make that a date in my diary. Roy, Wait, when is the next one, then? The
1: next one is going to be on June the 3rd or the 4th, whichever is a Sunday. <laughs>
0: and have you already planned out who's going to play at that one?
1: I have a couple, but they're under wraps at the minute. But it's going to be six. Six. <laughs> and I'm having punk in there because I love punk music.
0: So it's no holds barred when it comes to what kind of music you have on stage?
1: Anything, absolutely anything. But I like to end on punk.
0: End on a harsh, like memorably aggressive note then.
1: Gotta end on punk.
0: Are you just constantly on the lookout for bands to play these shows? Yes,
1: always. Let me know. Hit me up at Peggy's World. You can. (laughs) I love how I'm looking into the mic as if the people can see me. Can you see me? Can you see me?
0: Or where can people
1: find you online to see stuff oh, from the previous 90s? So, my tags are at Peggy from Earth, and I'm Peggy's, my brand is Peggy's World, so find us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, don't bother with Twitter, I never go on it, but it is there <laughs> if you like it. You can, you can listen to me tweet nothing. <laughs> but Instagram, God, who doesn't want to see this face? You can't see it right now, so you've got to follow me on you Instagram. Trust me, listeners,
0: you're missing out. It's a hell of a face to see. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Roy. Yours is too.
0: Oh, you're too kind. Peggy, <laughs> thank, thank you very much for your time. Thank, thank you, Enjoy the rest of the evening.
1: Oh, God, yeah, I probably should go put on the next
0: one. That was We are still in the Hoxton Square Bar and Kitchen, and I am here with...
3: Izzy Walsh.
0: Izzy, how would you describe the music you make?
3: Uh, so the music we make... Um, It's kind of Americana style mix of country folk, bluegrass, all blended into one.
0: And what influenced you to make that kind of music?
3: Um, I quite like traditional sort of like country music. So you got the Johnny Cash as we perform tonight. Um, Big um,
0: fan of that, by the way, nicely ah, done, nicely done.
3: So it's kind of music like that 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 takes influence from traditional styles and makes it kind of modern, I think.
0: And who else is in the band with you?
3: Okay, so we have. Simon Gibson. I know, there's quite a few. So we've got Simon Gibson on banjo, um, Daniel Moore on bass, uh, Lewis Mason on drums, and then we've got Johnny Pedals on the dub row and Benjamin Finney on the mandolin.
0: How long have all of you been together then?
3: Too long. We have known each other so long, honestly. Wow. Um, but a few of our a few members, like we've been to college, and it's kind of added on. You know, we've added members so they've gone to college, uh, uni, and then I've even lived with some of those guys. So yeah.
0: So what? Well, have all of you been into this style of music from way back when then?
3: I think it differs between each of us, like we all have sort of a, like a love for the style and like the influence is definitely there, I mean some of them like, you know, have a sort of rock and others like are really really into country so it all helps kind of with the music really. It all kind
0: of blends into the influence yeah, of the exactly. music. So is it you writing the music and then playing it for everyone else and then they find their way in, do you write together, how does it normally come together?
3: So um, I do write sometimes with our banjo player Simon. Uh, other times I'll come up with like an idea, and they'll you know like rearrange it. So um, yeah, it basically starts from those small ideas, and then we bring it to the band and kind of work together on it.
0: And how did you come to play in a boxing ring, So what Peggy told us earlier?
3: <laughs> yeah, that was an amazing gig. I mean, not the most graceful entrance for a gig ever, but... Uh, <laughs>
0: well, did you have to literally climb <laughs> yeah, through the ropes? Literally, with like, the double bass and everything?
3: Well, double bass went over the ring, and I was like there in a dress, like, oh, this is not very <laughs> graceful, I'll try my best. But, um, yeah, so we actually did a sofa sound um, at the boxing ring, and... Um, I have to tell you the name of it later to link them, because they're really good guys. And um, yeah, so we did it there, and that's where we met Peggy, and that's how we kind of got this gig. But it was all acoustic, really good vibe, I mean Sofa Sounds in London is sort of an amazing thing anyway, so we were honored to play it.
0: Alright so we've mentioned how you kind of, kind of come about writing the music, where can people find it online? It's
4: amazing! Thank you so much!
5: You. I love you guys so much! James. Thanks so much! Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much.
0: Okay, man, those are just natural fans wow. walking past by It I wasn't so staged crazy. or anything! <laughs> So where can people find your music online?
3: Okay so we're on all the standard social media, Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, Uh, we're also on YouTube as well, Spotify, you can find it on, on any of them, so whatever you prefer really.
0: And when are you next playing in London, do you know yet?
3: Uh, it's a it, yeah it is a, a secret venue and we're actually playing a sofa sounds next Wednesday um, so obviously I can't say where it is but we are playing um, and we're actually travelling a lot back and forth from London at the moment uh, so hopefully we've got a few things in the pipeline um, that I can't confirm but like you know we'll be back so people stay tuned
0: to the social media they'll yes, soon find yes. out you're back here soon yeah. and who is who draws the short straw of having to drive you back and forth and all that
3: <laughs> right well our mandolin Post, just got a new car, so he uh, usually it's our basis, Dan, because I mean, getting that on the underground would be a serious issue. Um, so he drives usually, but he's actually had a night off from driving, and Ben drove us down. So, um, yeah, some of us take the trains, some of us, <laughs> there they are, some of us. Um, get in the car, so a bit of
0: both. So you kind of assemble at the venue?
3: Yes, we do.
0: Well, thank you very much for your time, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the day.
3: Thanks so much. Lovely to meet
0: you. Thanks. Oh. And we're recording. I'm outside Hoxton Square. I keep forgetting the name of this venue. Hoxton, <laughs> Hoxton Square Bar and Kitchen. It's a mouthful. <laughs> and
6: I'm
2: here with Izzy's band, so I am with... Lewis. I, I, play- oh, yeah. I play the drums. Daniel, I play the bass. Ben, I play mandolin. Simon, I play
0: banjo. How long have you guys all known each other then? too long. It feels like forever. So who joined the band first?
2: Um, it's four of us that kind of started it all together. There's uh, Izzy, me, Daniel, Simon and Lewis. We kind of all started it at uni with another mandolin player and then Ben joined later on.
0: Now the style of music that you play, was that, the genre popular among people that you would like went to school with and stuff or were you like the outcasts the outsiders who liked this when not many other people did
3: we, we created it didn't we
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> because when you're up there you feel like a really fully formed package who yeah. was like steeped in kind of country and bluegrass are you all bit into this kind of music from way back then
7: it's a it's more inspiration from izzy yourself and simon the banjo player
0: so did you have to kind of convince everyone else that this is, this is where it's at? This is where the money is? Definitely, yeah. Basically, <laughs> I'm the ringmaster. Uh... You know, I knew it. I could tell when I looked at it. That's the guy who's going to walk it out. And, uh, yeah,
8: that's
0: basically it, yeah. So are, <laughs> you all story. so are you all still based in Manchester now, then? Yeah. yeah, we all live So how did you all
2: come here today? Very stressful and hot car journey. <laughs> <laughs> ben, ben drove down in his new car. London's it's horrible. horrible. Do you want to say the model? Do you want to? <laughs> Endorsements? <Endulgence. laughs> uh, 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 Kia. It's a Kia Rio. Um, if anyone's listening, <laughs> monster, yeah. it's a good car. <laughs> so,
0: are you taking like the instruments with you in the car, and then everyone oh, yeah. else comes separately? No, I've got a just, double bass, drum kit. Yeah, just got the these small two.
6: ones, like the double yeah. bass. Yeah. And
0: yeah. <laughs> so, how does a double bass travel? Where down the middle of the car. <laughs> It kind of sounds like the entire journey. Everyone sat a little bit like uh, like that. Just well, to make you sure have rested here. It, it, definitely, was all the way down. it
7: definitely had a comfier seat than me. I'll tell you that. For sure. uh, he's
0: just complaining he's in the back. <laughs> so if you are all travelling together in the same car, what kind of music is on the radio, and who gets to decide what gets played? Wow. Today was today was DJ Dan. Oh, uh-huh. DJ uh-huh. Basement. DJ Basement. Uh, what did DJ Basement have spring on the decks? a Some oh, bit
2: of so hair uh, metal. Uh, some, some yeah. Bit of some
0: <laughs> classic rap. X gonna give it to you. That was a fun one. <laughs> X go, give it to you. He go, give it to you. That's what gets you in the mood, huh? That's yeah, yeah. what gets you in the headspace for the, is, the performance. It
6: depends it on the, the chain,
7: mood. Yeah. It depends on the mood.
0: And are there any other artists back home that are similar to what you're making that you want to kind of shout out to while you have this massive platform of my podcast? No, we're revelation. Oh uh, what he said. <laughs> so Manchester needs to catch up basically, that's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Well watch the space. Guys, thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon.
9: <laughs>
0: okay, so skeletons have just finished playing and now I am here with photographer James. James, how many cameras do you have on your person right now?
10: Um three, including an iPhone.
0: Have you been shooting with all three of them for as far as the day's gone?
10: Yes I have been.
0: Roughly how many pictures do you think you've taken so far today?
10: I uh, try to keep it to, to, to 50 or 60 a band. So probably about 150, 200 so far. So
0: how long does it take for you to find the ones that are the keepers, the golden eggs?
10: Uh, two or three hours.
0: And how many gigs have you been to this year, James?
10: Well, one a night for the whole year.
0: So what, what number does that come to roughly? 100, 127, I think, is tonight's. Are there any particularly big names that stand out from the gigs you've been to?
10: Um, Beth Hart at the Royal Abbott Hall was very good on Thursday. Um, Who else have I seen? Antarossa are always good. So how do you decide
0: which gig you're going to each night?
10: A mixture of if I've seen them before
0: and how good the lighting is in the venue. So do you tend to lean towards bands you haven't seen before then?
10: No, I tend to go to ones I've seen before.
0: The ones that you know will give you a good picture?
10: Absolutely. and It's not about the picture, it's about the music and the atmosphere and the energy on stage. So you're just that... What came first, the photography or enjoying the music? Um... Probably the photography and then... I realised that most venues don't mind about you taking cameras in, so... Why not bring the cameras as well? Do you
0: ever get, like, automatically and access all areas part and like that, just I- by showing up with
10: cameras? You have to pre-arrange that. (laughs) There's there's about a dozen bands that I know that if they're playing, I'll get a pass.
0: Uh, I imagine if you see a band for the first time and introduce yourself and show them your pictures, they might be inclined to ask you to come next time because they know your stuff is good.
10: Yeah, that's the way it works.
0: So are there some regulars that you have on your phone book who tend to call you up when they're in town?
10: No one needs to call me up. Social media means you know what's going on before they do. Speaking um, of
0: social media, where can people find your pictures online then? Um, I'm 66 James 99. And what other gigs are you seeing this week then?
10: Um, I'm off the Old Blue Last tonight. Um, Me too. And then Old Queen's Head tomorrow for the Beatnik's all day. And then Servants Jazz Quarter on Tuesday for Autumn Music's um, e- EP release. I just realized I've met you before and I think I've got one of your cards.
0: It was at the Victorian Dalston it was like a yes, seventy CBGB kind of band. I can't remember the name of, but I'll put it in the show notes. So it's good to see you again, Jay, and I'm sure I'll see you again in the near future. Thanks a lot for your time. No problem at all. I am back in the booth at Hoxton Bar, Hoxton Square Bar and Kitchen. I'm very tired. I've such a ton teaser i keep getting messed up i am here with one third of skeletons you are i'm gab venture the
11: lead singer from skeletons yes
0: and who else is in the band skeletons
11: uh it's me and will the thrill taylor (laughs) and uh and ed trotsky so i live with ed and uh, i went to school with will and Ed produces all the music and Will is a classically trained uh, violinist and and pianist but obviously it's an electronic project so in our band he's playing synthesizers um, everyone except me is playing a lot of synthesizers. Yeah.
0: yeah. Just, he slightly stepped away from the classical piano and violin. Yeah. Now on the backdrop of your show you had hashtag post-pop. Yeah. What does that mean to you?
11: Post-pop is um, it's our reflection on uh, contemporary music culture. It's a genre that we play and that we follow. And, and try to spread, so it means post-punk um, spirited pop and we believe that at the moment there's a lot of bedroom producers who have listened to lots of chart pop but they're doing something cool and interesting with it and a little bit more artistic now that they're making it on their own, so there's a parallel between post-pop and post-punk because First of all, the Sex Pistols came out and there was a lot of mainstream success for punk. But then bands like Joy Division and New Order, they decided to add visual elements uh, graphic elements and lots of extra sauce you know all the all the all the stuff that can make something really great a bit of seasoning and that's what we're trying to do with pop, basically and we're trying to do it in a DIY way so we're okay. self-consciously like independent and um, you know sort of like a miniature um, industry all by ourselves
0: so in that in that idea of DIY you mentioned how the other two members of the band are playing lots of synths. Yeah. Who's responsible for the look and the visual elements of the performance? Um,
11: primarily me but obviously um, we pursue that together because you can't get a stubborn young lad to dress in a way he doesn't want to dress, you mark my words. Um,
0: Speaking of, how would you describe the way you are dressed, the way you present yourselves on stage for the listeners?
11: i describe it as flamboyant, Uh uh, unapologetically um, optimistic and colourful. And then last time we played uh, at this show, Peggy obviously runs this show because it's uh, Peggy's big Sunday.
0: It sure is. Um,
11: And she said we look like a like an acid fever dream (laughs) so the visuals and stuff are obviously a little bit psychedelic just Um, a tad
0: just a tad yeah
11: i would describe the look as chucking the fucking kitchen sink at happiness
0: that's another mouthful (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah. so So post-pop we'll have to do (laughs) Now, you said you've known the other guys in the band for a while. How long into knowing them did you start creating this music? And then when did the visual element come into as well?
11: It emerged kind of organically. Um, I was in a previous band and Ed was remixing us a lot. Then by coincidence, he moved into my flat, which was great. Um, So I said, you're good at producing my voice. You're a good DJ, you're a good producer. Let's do something together. And then we played a couple of Halloween parties, and then got the name Skeletons.
0: We started, host- Zed, Zed yeah. Skeletons, then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
11: We started hosting a Halloween party once a year, which we've now done three times, and that's pretty much the life of the band uh, uh, as a serious project. So it's been about two and a half years. Um, we've been friends for maybe. I don't know, seven, eight, Aww. maybe ten years, you know? <laughs> and playing music together is how we stay friends. But if we didn't play music together, the friendships would not stop.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a very sweet sentiment. So oh, It's just the truth, you know? A lot of time together, a lot of music played together. How yeah. much is online? Where can people find it?
11: So, there's four singles online, and the best way to... Experience us is live.
0: I heartily agree. The
11: the first thing you should do is jump on Instagram and then come to a show. The next set of shows will probably be at the end of July. And apart from that, yeah, the reason we chose our name was to make ourselves easily Googleable.
0: Mission accomplished, yeah. So it's
11: just skeletons. But anyway, listen, I feel bad because this is your daily thing, but what about you? I'm not asking any questions (laughs) about you. (laughs)
0: No, no, no. So no, no, Roy, no. Roy. You're, you're the star. No, Roy, I'm where, to where, a do you, where do you come from? You know, what are you about? Okay, so I live east of East London. Yeah, yeah. I make music in the vein of Block Party and Interpol. Oh, cool. I started, I wanted to play music for the longest time. I've had my music on the back burner, too shy to really do something with it. Yeah. And it was only in the last year or so that I decided to make it the, the forefront of all I do. Cool. So I started by going to a lot of shows to meet other bands and promoters and work my way towards playing the show.
8: Yeah.
0: And the problem I have with my music is I get that almost online version of stage fright where if it's not completely perfect, I oh, wow. don't want to yeah. share it yet. Yeah. So I thought, how can I flip that on its head? And I came up with the idea of showing it as a work in progress, letting the work in progress but, be at the forefront. Yeah. So, in every episode, at the end, I play some sort of original music, be it a demo, a rough version. Some episodes are just me, because, I'm, because it's just me at the moment, some episodes are just me playing along to the backing track, like having a one man rehearsal, essentially. That's so, that's how it started. And then I continued to look at shows and thought, I meet interesting people at shows, yeah. why not bring them in on it? And now the idea is to, I don't know if you've read the book, you mentioned Sex Pistols yeah. and Joy Division. There's a book called Please Kill Me yeah. about a bunch of punk bands in the 70s. Yeah. There's another book that came out in the last year called Meet Me in the Bathroom about yeah. a, the New York bands in 2001, that, that era. I am trying to write that book in real time about London. So it's an idea, it's me get, getting better, putting my music out. It's meeting other people, getting their music out. Yeah. It's catching up with those people again to build the idea of the community over the space of these episodes. Ideally, at some point, i post shows with yeah. the people I've spoken to. And then the kind of blue-sky-thinking dream is to have some sort of alternative version of the Jules Holland show, but with the bands and artists that I... encounter. So there you go, There you got it all out. <laughs> That's
11: brilliant, dude. If I had one...
0: So is it building your confidence? It started with that, and as I build my confidence and I'm charting my progress. And
11: your aspirations have got bigger, you're dreaming bigger now. And
0: I'm hoping to me- measure that with other artists as well. So next time I talk to you, yeah. i will be like, what's changed since last night, how are we doing?
11: Well, what I would say is, you know, on behalf of the scene, which I am part of, and I'm proud to be a part of it, dude, uh-huh. there's no substitute for hard work, and you sound hard-working, so that's the right idea. You know, there's, there's plenty of bands out there so it's competitive. Um, the important thing is to be positive and have fun but there's no substitute for hard work. We we have a radio show on Mungulu Radio where other presenters include Claxons and Suede and so that you know they're a lot more famous than us and um, we also host shows like I said we we put bands on you have to live it man and you have to live it in several different ways now um, if you keep it consistent and uh, live this adventure that sounds like a really original sort of way of um, approaching it. Like I know a lot of bands and a lot of people trying to do something special creatively. But I never heard of anything like that. And I I just love people who try to give it a twist, you know? I appreciate it. I feel give like I'm on twist. some sort
0: of indie rock version of uh, The Apprentice or something. <laughs> yes. And you'd be my ideal dragon's Den like, But I, no, I appreciate you. Saying. I just
11: love people that try to give it a twist you know everyone's in a fucking band right even i'm bored of it and i'm in one you know if you can give it a twist be creative do something artistic do something different when we're out and about meeting people we just want to meet other people that have that buzz and feel that pleasure of you know I'm learning photography I've just deleted I've just deleted our entire set Videoed. I bought this lovely new camera with our earnings.
0: It is so pretty as well, yeah. I put it
11: on a tripod. I did a YouTube tutorial. Learned how to make us look absolutely perfect. (laughs) Went to take some photos of some other bands and then tried to delete the last photo I'd taken because it was blurry and deleted our 30-minute set, (laughs) the whole video. And now I've come to sit down to talk to you before I go and tell my band. Uh. They're going to go (laughs) mental. <laughs> but the point is I'm not just singing like I, I make all the visuals I, I want to explore other media and I want to learn things from YouTube tutorials and so I don't have to pay anyone for something I can do myself Absolutely. that is really like performance art you know you perform every aspect of it, get your hands dirty, be hardworking, and like, you know, it's Sunday now, we've got bank holiday tomorrow. Sure do. So it's a good party tonight, and um, I'm sure I'll manage to, you know, drown my sorrows enough to forget this. So this interview is now the video of the gig. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's some recording of it. Gavin, thank you so much that's for your cool, time. Man. So so it's
11: skeletons, time. skeletons, that's
0: the name. Zed, skeleton, Zed. Yeah. You heard it here first. Thank you. Still at Hoxton Square Bar and Grill and now I am out just outside the live room I'm here with
5: Helena Deans.
0: Helena who else is in your band?
5: I've got a songwriter as my drummer Morten, also from Denmark, uh, an English guitarist, a Portuguese bass player and two French girls singing harmonies with me.
0: So how does such an international ensemble come together?
5: Uh, we all go to BIM London which is a music school, so we all met there.
0: Is that where this band started then?
5: Yeah, in September.
0: But when did the music start?
5: I started writing about a year and a half ago, maybe two years, and that was in Switzerland. I grew up in Switzerland and there was no music there, so I was just in my bedroom writing songs. And then I moved to London in September, because I was like, I just want to do this. And so I signed up for the school, and now I just, I just released an EP in like the first two weeks I was here. I was like, I need to get on it, and, <laughs> and now I'm alone doing this, so.
0: You're not wasting any time?
5: <laughs> no time to waste
0: so when you were back home in Switzerland just writing in your room what kind of artist were you listening to what kind of people uh, were you imagining you could play with
5: I've always been like the biggest Christina Aguilera girl ever uh, I like Sia's songwriting but I don't think that's my style funny thing is I don't listen to music that I would write myself maybe you can hear all the influences but I don't think that I have exactly one sound I think all my songs are very different in that way so I like a bit of electronic uh, like I don't know yeah, rock influences soul, everything. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I, I, get, I get the impression you all met at BIM. You're all kind of classically trained in the different instruments that you play. Yeah. So how long have you been? Piano was the instrument you're playing on stage. How long have you been? How long have you been playing piano? Um,
5: I grew up with piano because my grandma was a concert pianist in Scotland. I'm half Scottish and, awesome. <laughs> and uh, I play, started playing saxophone when I was nine. I think I'm going to take that into my set. I'm going to start playing as well. I think that'd be really cool. And I play keys and a bit of guitar as well. And sing. So. The
0: band gets bigger yeah, and, bigger. Gets bigger,
5: and bigger, bigger. More equipment to carry around. As
0: great. well you should, let yeah, your ambitions go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like on stage, the performance part, I imagine that is great, but yeah, there's the logistical side of actually having to carry stuff back and forth, can be a bit of a pain. You mentioned how soon after you got here you recorded an EP. What else is happening in the near future then?
5: Uh, I've just recorded a single that I released on the 27th, which is like a week and a bit ago now, and that's doing pretty good. And now my plan is to record another EP. I'm looking for a producer to work with me. I think it's really important to find the right people to work with at this stage, especially before releasing something that shouldn't be released, so. Get it get it to that level first.
0: So is there a lot of material that you have ready for the next big release?
5: More 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 to come, I think, yeah.
0: Is this material you've been kind of storing up and hoarding ever since you're playing back home in Switzerland?
5: No, I've been writing a lot more since I've been here actually.
0: So has London been a bit of an inspiration for you?
5: And moving. I was writing I wrote like three of the songs I played today while I was moving. I wrote them and finished them in London like yeah.
0: So do you ever get homesick? Are the family kind of keeping touch and watching how you're progressing?
5: Yeah, my mum's like my biggest my biggest support. So it's good.
0: Have they seen you play in London yet?
5: My mum saw me play solo once, I think. Not with a band yet, though. I think she will one day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And when are you next playing in London?
5: Tomorrow night in Camden at the Spiritual Festival.
0: Okay, what about after that then?
5: Uh, I've got a couple laid bear a a laid bearer session. I'm not sure where that is. I've got a couple. Things coming up, we'll see.
0: And where can people find you online to find out when they can next see you?
5: Lena Jeans, uh, Spotify, Facebook page, and Instagram.
0: Fantastic, Lena. Thank you very much for your time. Till next time. Thank you. <laughs> All day is exactly what I want to get. How are you guys feel? How do you feel about the rest of the artists you saw today? So good. Oh, we they were incredible. They were good.
11: The only thing we feel a little bit guilty about is we were appreciating Kayan's backing singers as much as him.
8: <laughs> yeah, they they, they, were so the main they when
11: were just, so yeah, go just love the fact it was such a big, epic show. And he, you know, I was talking earlier about how you throw the kitchen sink at it, and he did that yeah. as well. He like, goes. he had such a big act, it was really, really rich and powerful. Yeah,
6: R- rich so, is the word,
0: it had a lot of richness to the sound. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've come to the conclusion we're now going to synthesise them. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to try and
11: create robot back in
0: vocalists. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only solution. Right? The next best thing. <laughs> what I really liked about today is that I, because I'm doing this every day, and I'm doing it as cheap as possible, I'm typically going to three gigs. So I found out about this show, I think this time yesterday, about this happening. And I'm actually going to run to Old Blue last in a little bit because oh, they've to got the one oh, cool. as well. Are they, and I'm, So everyone I saw today was completely new to me
8: Yeah And left
0: a very strong impression Who else is kind of up and coming That you guys are hip to So we're, we're really
2: good friends with a, an act called Leon uh, uh, L-E-J-O-N uh, It's Lion in Swedish I think um, so they do like this kind of 80s synth pop uh, electro kind of sound that we really recommend we played with them loads of times they're really good friends of ours listen to Leon they're awesome also Jasmino She's a
11: pop singer who lives around the corner from us and she's in the Spotify chilled pop hits playlist. So she's getting a lot of attention right now but to us she's just a friend from around the neighbourhood and we've remixed her single. It's a post-pop Skeletons remix yes. and that's coming out on Thursday.
2: Uh, yeah, 11th of May that comes yeah, out. It's Warriors.
11: Yeah. Uh, it's a track. What's the track about? It's, about? it's about feeling good. standing up for yourself and yeah. feeling good.
2: Yeah.
0: So, so, you, Gavin mentioned earlier about the Halloween parties that you hosted. Ah, oh, legendary. <laughs> I would expect nothing less from <laughs> you. What kind of What artists have you had come through those Hallowed halls?
11: Oh, we had Sounds of System Breakdown from Ireland, who play quite a lot of festivals in Ireland. um Johnigan? Dronegan, Johnigan, who are on Kerrang, and they play really heavy punk rock, but they Tour constantly. They're a really great band, uh, featuring a couple of Italian uh, members, Be- Beatrice and uh, Vito, who have emigrated to London. That's one of the great things about London is we managed to pillage a few musicians from all over the <laughs> all over the world. man. Um, and who else have we had at the Halloween party? Well, there's there's a, few, a few more, few more Italians. Stereoheads. Yeah, Stereoheads. Yeah. Um, with a Z as well, yeah. and uh, we also really love Vogue Noir. Vogue Noir is a dark synth pop uh, solo project.
0: The name alone, I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I, I just, it's, I,
2: it's, very, it's very, very moody. Yeah. Yeah. So
11: he's playing on Thursday uh, in Stoke Newington at the Waiting Room, and he's releasing new material right now. So yeah, we we try to support other acts and have a little scene because sometimes London can be a lonely place so we're really lucky through our music we get to meet um, other musicians and people like you and just well, be friendly, In be some way,
0: there. this yeah. whole podcast is just a catalogue of me making friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, yeah. man. Yeah, well, so is that like Stoke Newington? Is that the area that this scene is kind of culturing? Was it well, all over London?
2: We, we, we were up in Stoke Newington uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we, um, we, we put the head in the door at Snap, Crackle and Pop. Um, which is a night run by some friends of ours. And Vogue Noir, is, that, that's what Vogue Noir is playing, isn't it? Yeah, that kind of box. Easter. And it, what was the name of the band that were playing, like, Big... Happy Meal. Happy, Happy, Meal. Happy, Happy, Meal. Meal. Happy Meal, really good. Happy Meal are really, really good. Ltd. Happy Meal. Man. Happy Meal is in a... You go into McDonald's and you buy a Happy Meal. Yeah. yeah. Really good band. he cost two pounds. Yeah. <laughs>
11: Happy Meal like McDonald's, yeah. No, But I think London... We're, we're friends with bands from West London, no, East London. Okay. <laughs>
8: I don't even
0: care, but I did work out how I know him. My
8: sister's birthday. Call off the
0: search, guys. Cancel the 999 call. Or, all cold, right.
8: It's <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. In the green room. Listeners at me. home,
0: don't worry. Okay. I remember him, it was in uh-huh. the green
8: room, oh, Dermot O'Leary me went, hey, hey you and he went, Yes, Dermot O'Leary, I whatever. And I went, I wish Demo O'Leary would talk to me like Is, God, is, what what is O'Leary here? No, really, he's like a big we worked with Dermot We had all of the people. All of the people. <laughs> yeah, he's a big cheese. You are now
0: going to be on the internet, by the way.
8: Big cheese. I'm going to be.
0: Yeah. Yes, I'm recording my podcast.
8: Oh my God, know? hello. Hello, hello.
0: Who are you? No, I was
8: born to be on the podcast, my love.
0: This is Born, born to be. What, what's your name? You should almost
8: delete everything. What's your yes. What's your name? I'm not that she name. No, seriously. <laughs> join us. No, I'll join it tomorrow when we schedule a talk and I rinse everything you've heard tonight.
0: Very, very well. <laughs>
8: Do, oh, any of that? do you smoke though? Because I really.
0: <laughs> feel like I, don't want to say <laughs> I don't smoke on a phone. So well, on that oh, note, I guys, thank you, you very thank you much. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I, I get the impression you don't want to be recorded. Are you somebody. joking? I want
8: to be around you. But all you wouldn't
0: the time. tell us who you are. So no, I'm like, I want to be
8: around you. I just don't want
0: oh, to be recorded. Oh, very. In that case, I will press okay. stop.
8: But I do have a very <laughs> sexy voice.
0: But I'm still recording.
8: <laughs> and I That's do. A and I do have a very sexy voice. I do, I'm sorry. Don't apologise, he's proud of it. Okay. Okay. You can't help that, so... <laughs> I took it's it away that. from the man. I got done. the wrong end of it. <laughs> it was
0: true though. Right, I am now in the photo booth of the Hoxton Square Bar and Kitchen. And I'm here with Kyan. Kyan, how are you doing? I'm good, you know, I'm good, I'm feeling good. When, pe- when people ask what do you do, what do you tell them? I do what I love for a living. That would be the perfect Tinder vibe right there. Well, ha, today, have you seen my
12: Tinder? You know?
0: <laughs> well, today I got a glimpse of what you love. That's some fantastic music you make. How would you describe the music that you make?
12: I wouldn't. I would just play
0: it what? and let people know. Oh, you, you, you are good at this. <laughs> okay, so how long have you been making the music that you make? Um, for forever. I'm a sensing a theme. <laughs> who do you make? Who do you perform with on stage? Who else is in your band? Oh, so uh, I have a violinist, yes, who you do. Jed. Fantastic violinist.
12: Who's an absolute legend. So I played with him for about a year. Um, I've always had like an of an orchestral um, affiliation. I've always like, liked that, you know, the slow moving strings and all that sort of stuff. So again, yeah. him him evolve, involved really kind of involved the sound. Uh, I've got three backing singers. And I got a bassist. I also have a drummer who wasn't here tonight. Yeah, so was it just
0: like backup beats? So was I was top? just triggering a few beats yeah. So how did you come to get to know the people in your band?
12: Uh how? Just, just kind of through friends,
0: really. How long yeah. have you been performing then? So
12: today was our first gig
0: together. Are you? F- oh. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> See, there's always that. Off chance, I might yeah. capture some real history. Yeah, 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 So this is the first time we have played yeah. together? For the
12: past year, it's just been me and the violinist, going around playing, and me kind of triggering some beats, and then, because the album's now coming out, I kind of rehearsed a band together. This year, this was our first gig.
0: So did they cut the mustard? Are you going to stick yeah. Are you going to keep them?
12: Yeah, yeah. It's a few, <laughs> they little, can't hear it, no few yeah. little
0: things <laughs> that I went in shape about. But yeah, okay, James Brown about it. Like, hey, okay? yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So in the compo- in the composition stages, yeah. were all of those elements part of the music, and now you get to have them performed instead of being back and. Yeah, a band- I, I mean,
12: when I when I wrote and kind of because I write, I write and produce everything myself, um, the arrangements are really dense. Like like I say, there's like you know sixteen piece orchestra type thing, yeah. and like you know stacks harmonies all that sort of stuff. So we had to really adapt the album tracks and kind of for the life thing. But it's a lot more fun than playing by myself because it's like I get to have those other elements in it so yeah. it starts to feel you know, a bit more like alive it's like breathing
0: you know rather than just being like a loop you know, so well it sounds like, like considering you write this stuff yourself so something of a bedroom producer element to it in the, in the early stage of the making of music you have quite the world in your head quite the imagination that you really draw us into you hint at album tracks yeah. what is recorded what body of work exists so far so there's an album called Nothing Beyond which is a visual album
12: 10 tracks, 10 videos, wow. all in together in like a narrative, um, yeah, and the first single comes out on 25th of May. That's
8: yeah.
12: And how was long there. was that in the works then? I
0: mean, this, this album took two years, two and a half years. And was it always going to be visual as well as yeah. the album? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So there must be quite a team around you. I mean,
12: yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a
10: long,
0: long
12: journey, but it's been, it's been so much fun. I've been shooting videos like all over the world and it's been
0: incredible, yeah. Wow. So when will this band get to perform next? to hopefully work on what they're missing so far? I'm trying
12: to think. We have like we have a few kind of showcases and stuff coming up. I'm so bad with dates. Well where <laughs> well, can we, we find where can we find you online some, all, to find out? On all here? social media it's Kyan Music, K-Y-A-N music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. i post all
0: of the kind of gig dates yeah, up. thank you so much for your My time. Pleasure. Let's get out of this photo booth before <laughs> yeah, I get a bit Thank <laughs> you. It. Oh, thank you. Right, Stern Hoxton. Oh, that does look good. I am here with one of the members of Pi Band, Rosie. Rosie, how do you feel the show went tonight?
13: Um, I think it went really well. Everybody was really responsive. I heard that there was potentially some tears in the audience, which is always good. We are always looking to make people cry. <laughs> Um, and it's just a pleasure to play with Kyan and let other people see what he's about because he's an amazing artist.
0: How long have you known him? How long have you been playing with him?
13: Um, I've been working with Kyan for the past like two or two years, two, three years. I did um, some vocals on his record which is coming out. Uh, I'm on a couple of tracks on there and um, when he said he was getting a live band together I was just like, yeah, I'm down, let's do it. Do you make music yourself? I do. I'm in like a million other different projects. I myself run... um, some rock bands as well. In air quotes, okay. <laughs> air air rock bands. Um, yeah, loads of different projects. Well. Okay.
0: So, where can people find some of these loads of different projects that you're involved in?
13: Um, well, they'll all be announced on my um, Instagram, which is o rosa rose o h rosa rose. Um, and at the moment, it's currently top secret, but it will be announced at some point. The name will come out, and we'll have our debut gig and stuff. And yeah. Okay.
0: Well, to be continued. In Thank
13: you very much
0: for your time, Rosie. Thank you very so much for having me. First thing, one two, yep. So I'm now upstairs in the old blue last, and I am here with. Uh, Patrick Smith. Patrick, what do you do? Uh, I play in a band called Two Tribes,
7: and I'm also a promoter under the name Beer Body. So I put on gigs at uh, The
0: Waiting Room, Shackwell Arms, and Look Tavern quite a mouthful of a the CV there. Of the two things, which came first, the band or the promotions?
7: Um. I've always played in bands, but before I was promoting before
0: I got into this band. So I guess, be a body. Yeah. So you've been in other bands, yeah. and then promoting happened, and then this band happened. So right. who, who else is in this band with you then? Uh, Alistair, Annalisa, and Kim. So. And what's the songwriting kind of like? Is it one person that songwrites and everyone performs, or is it more collaborative than that? It's, it's more collaborative. And how much stuff have you... Like you said... So that's within the last two years you've been in the band, because just after promotion. No, no, we've been a band literally just about a year. So how much stuff have you got music-wise, EPs, singles, anything like that?
7: Um, I'd say we've got at least an album's worth, uh, and probably probably a bit more. Um, we've got like an album's worth to play live, I guess. We're trying to write about 30 songs by the end of the year, just to just wind up.
0: How many so far, if you don't mind me asking? Um, about <laughs> I think the rest of the band has just joined us you can join in if you like No, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> what you um, next time yeah about 12, 14 so yeah. progress is being made so far so good so you were in a bunch of bands and then you started getting into promoting how did that transition happen
7: um I was working at the locked tavern behind the bar, and um, I, I think it just—it was just a natural progression from there. I saw that like there was an opportunity to sort of put gigs on, and.
0: Um, I guess I, I kind of just seized it, I guess, yeah. Nicely <laughs> done. So yeah. I'm guessing being in a band and having been in a lot of previous bands and putting on bands, you must have many a friend who are also in bands, kind of in the area.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, when I'm not, I don't just meet bands that I play with. I'm constantly meeting or talking to bands that I put on as well. I probably put on
0: more gigs than I play. Um, are you? Do you tend to focus on London bands, or do you, you know cast the net far and wide? Uh, I
7: do cast the net, but to be, to you know, to to make the gigs work uh, properly, yeah, I need to focus. There's enough London bands to to focus okay. on, I guess. Yeah. That well won't run dry anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. There's always there's always a new influx of uh, new bands and
0: uh, exciting new things happening. So, speaking of things happening, do you feel like there's any sort of scene or cohesive sound in London at all right now, or even in certain parts of London?
7: <clears throat> Depen- Depends who you ask. I mean, I mean, like the media will say there's a big like scene in South London, uh, based around you know the windmill and all that kind of stuff, but I think. They like to they like to hype around scenes and stuff a lot. You mean like they kind of they kind of end up looping in bands that just have any affiliation with a venue, even to make if, it seem like e- yeah, e- like um, even if they're not from that area. Um, not to negate the the talent of any of those bands, of course. It's just uh, yeah, s- s- scenes are a bit weird. I think I think everything is a little bit more fluid than uh, it's portrayed in the media.
0: So, which venues is it that you work with for putting on
7: shows? Uh, the three I mentioned before, The Shackwell Arms, The Waiting Room and The
0: Long Tavern. And is there a particular genre of music you tend to lean towards when it comes to who you choose to play at those shows?
7: Um, not. I, would, I wouldn't say I'm exclusively anything. Yeah, I kind of just put on what I like. So I'll put on a noise rock band because I like them, or I'll put on a synth pop band for the same reason. Yeah, so I, I'm not, I, don't have a, I don't have a brand. I'm not trying to brand a certain style of music. It gives me a lot more freedom to kind of just do what I want. You keep
0: it, anything goes. So yeah. Keep it yeah. on my toes.
7: But it's, it's purely based on my taste, so I guess if I don't like something, I will not yeah. pay it on.
0: Yeah. That feels like a good way to go. With your, say you're just personally, your own circle of friends, do you kind of pride yourself as the person... Who might introduce your friends to new artists? And is it maybe a two-way street they might introduce you to bands that you then try and put on?
7: So I'd say it's a completely two-way street. Yeah. Um, like so so many bands that I'm really into now I'd never have heard of if someone hadn't have introduced me and likewise.
0: So what are some of the bands you're into now? What are some of the bands that you're putting on in the near future or that you've recently put on? Um
7: I'm putting on, so uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm putting on a band called The Plain Views, who is a side project of Idols, oh. uh, at the Shackle Arms. That's getting announced on Tuesday. You uh, heard it here first, folks. It's still yeah, got tomorrow, yeah. if that's okay. Otherwise. That's fine. That's fine. It's already sold forty tickets. So uh, fine.
0: Yeah. Right. So, how would you describe the music that you make in your band?
7: Uh, I fucking hate that question.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> moving swiftly but yeah, on, yeah. where can people hear for themselves the music that you make? the, the only place they can hear it is if
7: they come to see us live. Oh, yeah, right. we don't have any music recorded yet. Um,
0: is there a plan in the near future? There to is. Them?
7: There is plan. There is stuff in the works, but we're just taking our, our time and to do it right.
0: Um, I think there is a tendency for some bands to just pop like myself included put up demos just put something up straight away
7: yeah I mean I guess I've never f- I, I, I felt that urgency I think I've always felt that like live music for us was our strong point so we just wanted to push that and um I think also I feel like when you put out music, that's when the, you know, the, that's when the clock starts ticking and people kind of expect a sort of, sort of timeline, you know, you put something out and then, then what happens, what's next? And I think, like, you need to, before you put out music, you need to know the next two or three steps after that, yeah. before you go ahead and I do guess, that.
0: I guess what you're kind of hinting at is once you, at this stage, there's maybe a bit of a mystique to you, but you're at your own pace, you're the masters yeah, of your like, calendar. You know,
7: you, because just because you can do something doesn't mean you should, like, so, you know, the, being, being able to access the internet and, you know, listen to as much music as you want, ready, like, it's ready there for you, I think kind of take some of the fun out of it a bit so you know what we wanted to do is try and encourage people to come watch us live um and try and build up our reputation through that so then when we do put something out i guess you know hopefully there's some anticipation towards a release
0: yeah. instead yeah. of it being a case of once you put something out now you're hoping to keep that attention yeah by having to rush something but you know on the other hand, so many bands put out music,
7: never play a gig, but they get signed or something because there is, there is literally no right way
0: to do it. There's just the right way to do it for you. What works for you, exactly. Yeah. So, since seeing you live is the only way to hear your music, when can people next see you live?
7: Um, you can either come on this Thursday, we're playing the Lock Tavern, or after that, it's the 28th of June at, um, at the Chakra Arms. And then after that, it's uh, an, all- an all-dayer for Roadkill Records at uh, uh, the Lot Talent again.
0: Wow. Can I just say, I've spoken to, I think you are the fifth band or fifth artist I've spoken to today. I think you're the only one who off the top of their head actually knows the dates that they're doing quite far into the future. I'm guessing you're the guy in the band who is booking the gigs that you're going to play?
7: Uh, at the moment, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and I
7: mean, be, I guess, like... I, I live by a calendar, so,
0: like... <laughs> so it's right there on the top yeah, of your head yeah. of what That's you're doing next. Music. That's fair enough, and since there's no music to be heard online yet, is there somewhere online that people can find out more about when you're playing next and so on? Just, just Facebook
7: or Instagram, I guess. We don't use Twitter. I don't, I don't understand how to use it.
0: I'm kind of there with you, to be honest. Thank you very much for your time, Patrick. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you very much. Thank you. upstairs at the Old Blue Last and I'm here with a gentleman who will be engineering the show. What's your name?
2: Lewis. <laughs> Lewis, how long have you been with the Old Blue Last? Uh, I've been working for about a year but it's like it's all freelance work so I work in, across loads of other venues around Hackney. Where else do you tend to work in London? Uh, well, area-wise or venue-wise. Venue-wise. Uh, Chaco Alarms, Birthdays, Moth Club, Waiting Room, uh, work in the venue New Cross with M. Mons. Uh, <laughs> Really missing So you're yeah, very much a gun for hire all around London. Yeah. Well, you, ha- you, ha- you have to be in this field of work, like you have to do it for your aunt, otherwise you're not going to pay pay the bills. What's the biggest main band that you have engineered for? Uh, There's nowhere in- engineered like some members of Wolf Alice. Who's that? Wolf Alice. Wow. I've done like some of them. Uh, I don't know. Oh, Thurston and More. That was probably like... Does that he was around my- here apparently. Yeah, he lives on my street. I found, this out, I found this out. recently. Like I saw him on this bike, just going into his flat. It was amazing. It was like a massive, like massive Did moment for me. Did you hit play it cool though? Why well, didn't actually should go? Oh, during the night, I played it really cool. But uh, he's also, I'm obviously you can't tell on the podcast. But I'm quite tall, but he's even taller than I am. So it was kind of like really daunting to have like someone that you admire, like growing up, just being there. And it's just. And someone finally, out, out, is taller than you, looking down at you, being like, oh exactly, yeah, but it's fucking cool.
0: Right, Lewis, I think the band's about to start. I'll catch you in a little bit. Thank you very much. Cheers, man. Thanks. I'm upstairs at the Old Blue Last with the man, the myth, the legend, who's responsible for tonight's entertainment. Lewis, how are you tonight? Hi, man. man. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you
9: doing? Not bad. So, which bands are we seeing tonight? Uh, we've got Mystic Peach, who just finished, who are a new band from Southampton. They're doing really well at the moment. And then we've got MK Ultra, and this is actually their first yeah, they, they played like a birthday show the other day, this is this is their first proper show actually tonight, yeah, um, and then we got two tribes who have been running the London circuit for like the last year, they just did Lock Tavern Festival, and then we got Free Money, obviously, who are fucking amazing, I've been trying to book them for like a year, so I'm really excited to see them play. And then we got Slice, who very kindly came in last minute, Um, because we had someone drop out as as things as as it does. And uh, yeah, they came in last minute. And yeah. So how long has this particular night been in the works? Um, Probably about two months, I'd say. Probably yeah, about two months. And tonight's different. It's a little bit different to the normal nights. It's a charity event tonight for uh, shelter, homeless charity. Um, So it's free entry. But it's uh, suggested donation. We have like donation boxes and all that kind of shit. So yeah, hopefully we raise like a yeah. little bit or a lot. A lot would be good, but a little bit would will
0: be fine. Anything. A fun night and a boost to the karma as well, all yeah. wrapped up in one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So exactly.
9: how often do you tend to put on shows in London? Um, so originally, Saxon started as just the magazine. So it's a zine, mm-hmm. which we're on. We're just about to bring bring out issue three. And it originally started as just a zine. I wasn't even going to do nights. And then I wanted to have an issue one launch party. So I was like, okay, I want to put a few bands together, put a night on, celebrate the release. And we did it here, actually. Um, we had some great bands played. Pussy Liquor played, who are doing amazing right now. Meat played, who only played like four shows and then broke up and now they're like, a myth. And that was like <laughs> amazing. And um, I don't know, I just had loads of fucking fun putting it on. I just had so much fun putting it on that I was like, okay, I want it to be like a promotions company as well as the magazine, and kind of let them bump off each other, kind of, so the event's exposure for the magazine, the magazine's exposure for the events, and... Good old-fashioned synergy, right? Yeah, exactly, man, and and I've just never really looked back, and we kind of do two to three events a month now, and it's still... I'm guessing it's no longer tied in strictly with issue
0: releases, No,
9: yeah, well, exactly, we did the issue release... And then I think like two weeks after that, I had that. <laughs> too
0: much fun to wait. Yeah, for yeah. Like I can't wait
9: anymore. <laughs> like I want to do another one. Let's so what made you start one. the zine then? Um, I started the zine because I had a lot of friends that had amazing work. So the zine is, is um, it highlights artists, musicians, creatives. It's not necessarily music, not necessarily art. It's just anything creative. And I just had a lot of friends that um, I thought deserved more exposure than, than they were getting. And it was another way for, for myself to keep creative because I kind of, I pretty much like one man band with it or I kind of just do it all by myself. Um,
0: so do you make music or art and things yourself? Yeah, that
9: I'm an I in. I'm my day job. I'm a music photographer. That's like my day job. Um, so I just pretty much just shoot gigs ten and stuff. Yeah, yeah, 10 oh, Um So yeah, pretty much photographer is like my day job. Uh, but I draw, I, I like do freelance illustration as well. But um, yeah, I brought the first issue out, Dream Wife were the um, kind of highlight. They had like the biggest part in the first issue. How did um, you come to know them
0: then? Uh, know the
9: well, thing? actually because they played a show in my hometown where that I was doing the photography for. My friend was putting on a show called Formations Festival and this was kind of before they blew up. This yeah. was like just, just before they blew up. So we, I met them there and we got on really well. Um, I got on well with Raquel. And kind of, yeah, um, I just approached them and that's the thing. I think with anyone that's wanting to start out on anything, I th- the best advice I'd give would be to aim high. Because the worst you can get is like a no. I mean, that's kind of cliche to say, but just fucking just aim high. Because you never really know. On that
0: note, I couldn't help but notice that uh, Ellie from Wolf Alice Yeah. And one of the guys from Slays. Isaac. Isaac from Slays. Yeah, Yeah, yeah and part of me is like I'd love to get I'd be amazing to talk to for <laughs> the podcast but yeah, like yeah. the bigger part of my brain because I've always been intimidated by the old Blasters in general yeah, like it yeah, just seems yeah. like that like the cool place yeah, I was yeah, not oh, cool mean. enough so yeah, I've yeah. seen them I'm like I'd love to, but I'm not going really to that yeah, yeah. But you saying, you know, basically be ambitious, go big. Yeah,
9: kind of, yeah, so be, amb- be ambitious. It's kind of got to be the right place, right time kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, Some tact is involved in what you Kind doing. of, yeah, yeah. But, so with um, all the different
0: pies that you have your fingers in, mm,
9: where can people
0: find your stuff online?
9: Okay, so uh, the Saxon Zine, you can find us on Instagram, at Saxon underscore Zine. Just type in Saxon Zine into Facebook, you'll find us on there. And then uh, the website, we're still under the Big Cartel name, so it's saxonzine.bigcartel.com, where you can buy issue two. Uh, Issue three coming out soon. And then you can see my personal photography work is uh, Lewis Kramer, uh, at Kramer Doing Bits. And my stuff's on there. So you can find my stuff there. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm just going to kind of keep doing it, see where it takes me, just keep putting on shows, keep supporting great bands, and uh, see where it goes, I guess, from there. I
0: can very much sympathise with that, that's literally what I'm doing with this podcast. I started just over a month ago, and my first episode, I was just washing the dishes and talking about music, and I just had a really bad cold, so I'm coughing and sneezing the whole way through. (laughs) It's the roughest first episode of a podcast (laughs) ever, but I have met some interesting people by doing it, and I want to, not too dissimilar to you, like shine a light on the work that's happening in London, help me to progress what I'm doing as well. And I have this idea, like, a rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. If I shine, yeah. everyone shines and yeah. it works
9: for everybody. So That's true. I like. Thank
0: you very much for your time. Nah, no worries. Do you already know what the next Saxon
9: show will be? Uh, the next one, yeah. The next one we have in the works is at the Shackwell Arms, Friday the 1st of June. Yeah. And it's Lovers Club single launch who have played, they played us issue 2 release party. They're a great, great band. And it's Lovers Club, Nightshades and Human Pet who are all doing quite well at the moment and I think um, I think that's going to be a really good one. With
0: any luck, I
9: just might see you there again. Yeah, man. Sure. no, Enjoy no the worries, no worries, thank you. I'll go around
0: the room and say who's who and just casually chat. Right, so I'm backstage, I'm in the, the blue room, green room, is that what they call it? Green room. Yes, green I'm green in the green room, room. for the yeah, yeah, old blue yeah, last yeah, yeah, with you are you a know know whole it, bunch yeah, of it, people. It, I am here, the, the host of the green room i say. What's your name? Harry, Harry. And what is the name of the band you're in? Uh, I'm in a band called Free Money. Who else is oh. in this room with us?
14: Uh, there's four of us in the band. We've got George. George. He plays nice. the drums. And um, we've got Sam and Charlie. Sam's wearing a pinstripe suit and Charlie's wearing
0: all white denim.
14: the audio.
2: Wow. looking
0: very fine. Looking be- I'm recording a, a, an interview for a podcast.
6: Sorry, so. I
0: was being sad. Uh, actually atmosphere. It makes the listener feel like they're in the room with us. That's what you want, right? Yeah, exactly. Precisely. Are they in here, though? In spirit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like so you were just saying how a lot of the material you're gonna be playing tonight is brand new.
14: Yeah, never been, never, never been heard before by anyone ever. Apart from, us. except for uh, you guys in rehearsal. No, no, we haven't heard it. This is...
0: <laughs> We've no. haven't, we haven't. So they crossed all around.
14: Basically, we're gonna be. Um, it's gonna be purely. We're just gonna have a jam, basically, just see what happens. Improvisational yeah. jam. Improvisational. long time
0: we had some of these. Yeah, the last time. I've been saying it for ages. So when was the last time you guys played a show?
6: I can't remember when it was. Um, it, uh, it was quite a long time ago because actually we've had a we've had a uh, little member switch up since then. Okay. We um, we George has joined the ranks. I
12: have. I really had a
6: Refreshed. Fresh,
12: fresh,
6: fresh <laughs> um, so I think the last show we played was about
0: six weeks ago. So is this your first
2: gig done that, mate. What song song was that no. it's
13: it's it's your first gig C- with, C- the band. with the band?
0: How many times have you played together, like rehearsal etc., before tonight? Yeah,
14: um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, never been
6: heard before.
0: We before. have yet to know whether George cuts the mustard. Under, I don't even know under ten, going. but we've had
6: a great. But it's
0: been great. This could be your first I mean. and last gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't guys. even make it to the stage. So. It's been rehearsing and writing since the last show. Yeah. Is this working towards a release? Um, oh, you're
6: you, not thinking that far ahead right yeah, now? Yeah, we are. Uh, yes, it is working towards a release.
14: Yeah, okay. we want to put music out. We want to put music we, out. We're, back. We've yeah, got, we're yeah, sitting band on band a bunch
6: of stuff that we've recorded and that we want to put out. we have got to wait till the right opportunity and you've got to wait to, you know. We'll wait, wait till it's it. right. But it's feeling right, righter now than ever. So it's going to be right very soon. So and then you'll know, and you'll be right.
14: You don't want to miss the boat because, yeah, because it can be right, and then it might be too right that it's wrong, and then it will be, you know, it's wrong. Yeah, no,
10: It's, it's wrong. wrong.
0: It's, Are we getting a glimpse of what rehearsals might be like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, you got to crunch those numbers. You got to make sure you hit it just right.
14: That's two it. Nail on the head. Like right. Two
2: Two wrongs make a something.
14: And it is true that two lefts make a straight ahead.
0: See, I'll let you use this recording for lyrics because this is all gold,
2: <laughs> right? Here. Yeah, this
0: is good.
6: <laughs> Three do <laughs> make right Sample There's little dance between songs, That's true. <laughs>
0: little so, little do you know little. when your next show is after this one? Assuming this show goes swimmingly, which I'm sure it will. <laughs> yeah.
12: We're playing uh, we're playing at Lion
14: we're playing at Lion Coffee Records on the twenty first of May, which yeah. is a Monday night, I think. Not Monday, a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's yeah. the only one that's booked in, but I think we've got some penciled, but I've yet to be confirmed. Something penciled
2: in July, but. It's been a bit better. hectic trying to get yeah. our schedules to cross. It seems I've just started. We've got like. <laughs> what? I've had pre booked stuff, weeks? but I'm going to Barcelona in a few weeks, and there's loads like of games around there. Steve. Like, <laughs> How many times have you literally oh, played
0: yeah. with these guys?
2: Oh, right. yeah. I think it's probably
6: about seven times.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, How are are sellers? Are I
3: think it is probably about seven,
0: uh, seven twelve. Twelve. All uh, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh,
13: finally, uh,
0: who's this that's just joined us then?
6: Um, Slice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: shit, the headliners. Feeling
6: <laughs> 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 you, the love.
0: What's up? <laughs> Hey, how are you doing? I'm Roy, nice to meet you. I'm recording an episode of a podcast if you don't mind being part of it. So, Slice have just walked into the room, how are you guys doing? Have you guys enjoyed your bank holiday weekend?
6: Sorry, I'm uh,
7: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just hey. when I have my
0: hey. teeth
6: and I feel really
7: tired and I kind of need to get myself, like yeah. yeah crap on, I, know. I, I, I
12: know. I
0: know. I know. So sure, I'll let you guys all get in the right headspace for your performances tonight. But thank you for your time, and here's to a good, show. a perfectly flawless show with your thank new you. members tonight. They so definitely haven't jinxed at all. <laughs> <man. laughs> We're live. I am now outside the toilets, which is not the most glamorous venue of venues of areas, but I am with the most glamorous of guests. I am with Isaac of Slaves. Isaac, how are you tonight? I'm very well mate. How you doing? I'm, honestly, I'm a little nervous. I didn't quite clock who you were when you walked <laughs> in, but once I did, I just, I suddenly felt awkward about approaching you to talk nah, to you. Nah, I know you. that too, mate. I do not feel that way about anyone. Now that you've kind of risen through the ranks in the music industry and popularity, are there people you encounter where you freeze up think, oh my god, it's that person, I can't believe it? Louis Ferreau. Really? <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. I think that's the only person I've met where I've been like, fuck. Did you then talk to him or did you think that? Did yeah, he respond? actually approached me. Is he a fan of the band? Yeah, he said he's watched us at Latitude and he was well
0: impressed. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I'm like dying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saying yes to this, Pooza, sometimes it's worth it to go out yeah, there. Then, and really nice, so, which band are you here to check out tonight? We're just here to check out the whole night. Okay, so I live with Free
4: Money. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Right. I live with them in Dulston. Uh huh. And MKUltra, that played earlier. I'm uh, very interested
0: in, let's say. <laughs> See, that's part of the reason why I started this podcast. I know there's, I think scene is a gets a bad rep. It's a bit of a dirty word. Yeah, like, I know there's yeah. a community yeah. of artists, especially around that area. Are yeah. there any other bands around the area that you tend to rub shoulders with on the regular? Uh,
4: Nah, I feel like it used to be, but nowadays it's kind of like everyone. For themselves, which I think is kind of sad. Like, I think bands should rub shoulders and like hang out and collaborate and stuff. But I feel like there's like a lot of ego in the band world these days. Was it different when you were starting out? I think so, yeah. Like, we came up with bands like our first tour was with like the Drenge, the Drenge, yes, and like uh, Wolf Alice. And like uh, all those bands so we all like sort of started together and some of us have remained friends and some have
0: <laughs> Was there ever a competitive instinct in those early days? When you were still finding your feet as a band? Do
4: you know what? I don't think from my end there wasn't, but I sent I definitely sensed from other bands there was a competitive thing but like I've never felt like that. Did it increase at all as you started to gain more attention? Nah, I mean, I don't think so. I think. Nah, I, don't I guess think you're so. kind of focused on what you were doing. You, I right guess, mean, so, yeah, time. maybe I just didn't really like. I didn't, know, I didn't realize or notice.
0: Well, back bit. in the day, would you, I'm I'm assuming you're a bit of an avid gig goer. Would you often go to gigs without knowing who was playing, just kind of go and see whoever's playing on the night? Yeah, I love that, and I still do that now. Like, is it different now at all?
4: It still kind of feels the same to be honest, but like, we've got like our own record label and shit now, so like I kind of go to gigs with a different intention sometimes. Ah. Like if I see a band I like, I'm like... So if you're very interested in a band, <laughs> then it yeah, means exa- more than just exactly, I want to, yeah. to get back. We've got the opportunity to actually like put out tunes and stuff for bands now and like, I guess I kind of, when I see, when I see a band I like, and it's just a little bit of me that's like... <laughs> oh, oh. Did you bring one <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, are there certain things you look for? Or is it completely random, just six just sense? I don't think that is. I think it's just like. It's the attitude. It's like. I don't, I don't really know how you describe it, to be honest. But you just like, know it when you see it.
0: Yeah, it's something Right, like, it, it's something like
4: okay.
0: It all adds to the atmosphere. <laughs> it exactly. makes yeah. person feel like they are in here with a hold on one second. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll uh, pause here now we're backstage at the (laughs) Oglars I've really been here there and everywhere in this venue so we were saying how you now have a slightly different intention when you're checking out bands when you started out were there specific like do's and don'ts you had in mind for your stage presence and for your show or was it more just intuition go do whatever works sorry Uh, two tribes just walking past great show guys don't mind me go ahead for my stage presence I
4: guess not, like always just had it out.
8: <laughs>
4: I just like, yeah, I guess just falls out, have it out, like
3: I never
0: really held anything back. Well were there any bands you saw in the early days that made you feel like yes we can do that, we should start a band? Our first ever tour was with a
4: band called Wonk Unit, a like proper underground punk band, uh-huh. like older blokes, and they took us out on our first tour and the singer Alex Wonk proper inspired me like to the whole sort of like uh, chatting like between chats and like the sort of banter with the crowd and with the band i proper like took on board and that okay. really like, inspired me being a little less not too serious yeah like not, not just like not just playing your tunes and looking at the ground i guess like yeah. just really involving everyone like we're all here for the same reason like like i'm no more important than you are like let's all just do this together like
0: I appreciate it. It's, it feels like, in a way, breaking the fourth wall of performing because exactly. you can, have, like you were mentioning something about ego in certain. Yeah, back- yeah, in, yeah. In the early stages, I think it's better to address the, like, just accept the fact. Look, you're not huge stars. Don't you act like you're never. on a playing in an arena. You never have some were, fun with it. I don't ever feel like that. Ever. Like, but have things changed at all for you, performance-wise, as the crowds gotten bigger and the venues don't gotten bigger? Know, I that um, not. We
4: believe in you. Do you know what? I don't think so. I don't think so. I love playing small venues and seeing the whites of people's eyes, but playing big venues, it's the same. Like I feel exactly the same when I play. I love performing, I love connecting with the crowd. I try and do that however like whatever scale the venue's on. Like
0: I always go down and talk
4: to like people And,
0: and are there any you kind of mentioned earlier, it's a bit hard to put your finger on what works for a band when you see them. That makes you want to find out more. Yeah. Are there any things that put you off or any things that you did in the early stages that you've recognised were like mistakes? Wouldn't do that again if you had the chance. Uh, I like to guys. Thanks okay. mate.
4: Nah, I guess just don't be a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> like be fucking, be fucking nice to everybody. It's, like it sounds obvious but it's so true like if you're good to people on the way up people will be good to you on the way fucking back down it's and a- like it'll be a fast fucking decline <laughs> if you're a dickhead like i really truly believe in just being like a decent person don't get carried away with all this bullshit because it is bullshit at the end of the day like just like do you concentrate on your art don't let the fucking ego take over and just be a good bloke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and just to finish up, you mentioned you have a label. What is the name of the label and what releases can we look forward to in the near future? Okay, the label is called Girlfight Records. Uh-huh.
8: And
4: so far, we've only had one release on it, which is a band called Ladybird, who are my friends from Kent who are fucking sick. Uh-huh. It's kind of take. Have a good show, brother
10: free money just walking past here good luck guys
4: thank lots you lots of love boys See you yeah. hello hey mate i'm in free money <laughs> have a good show <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've released one thing so far ladybird check them out wicked like some of our best friends great fucking blokes good band
6: okay
4: it's kind of taken a back seat because we've been working on our own record but um yeah we're definitely gonna be releasing some shit soon i'm just not i'm not sure when when we're finished with all our stuff like we'll be back on that
0: we'll keep our eyes peeled online in the meantime Please thank you it. so much for time here's to not being There's a job. dick cheers brother <laughs> and that was that thank you once again to everyone that i spoke to for this episode and that was peggy Izzy Walsh, members of Izzy Walsh's band, Simon, Daniel, Lewis and Benjamin, James the photographer, Gavin the singer from Skeletons, Helena of Helena Deans, the whole of the band Skeletons who are Gavin, Will and Ed and a surprise guest there who was not planned but I thought they were funny and they never told us who they were. I still don't know who that person was but I enjoyed their presence so I thought I'd keep it in and then I spoke to Kyan the headline artist of that show and Rose a member of his band. Then at the Old Blue Last, I spoke to Patrick, Lewis, the sound engineer, Lewis, the person hosting the show, the members of Free Money, and some of the members of Slice, and Isaac of the band Savages. I had a ridiculously long journey home after this, and I recorded a lot of my thoughts about this episode that I had before, during, and after the recording. So rather than get into all of that here, I'll put that up as a bonus episode, it'll be similar to the episode that's titled You Can Skip Over This One, a real stream of consciousness of all that was going through my mind over the course of this Sunday. So if you want to hear that, I'll put that up as, as well. Otherwise, the most prominent thoughts I had were when Gavin asked me who about myself. That put me on the spot, but I was surprised at how quickly I could sum up all it is that I'm trying to do, which helps because everyone else I spoke to, I tried to introduce what I'm doing a little bit before I spoke to them, to put them at ease about what this is about. So thanks for that, Gavin. I appreciate that. Also, a large part of what I'm trying to capture with these episodes is the sense of community among the artists in London. It was interesting to hear Isaac say that that seems a little diminished in his opinion. Maybe it's it's from where he's standing, but I think an element of it, he doesn't say it was completely gone. And I think these this episode in particular shows that it very much still exists. Particularly my recordings in the Old Blue Last. I was literally... I was speaking to Isaac in front of the toilets. And then you hear a bouncer come in and say, Guys, you're standing in front of the ladies. You can't stay here. So we move to the back room area. And there's a whole bunch of stairs behind the stage for the Old Blue Last. So while Isaac and I are talking, first you hear two tribes leaving the stage and coming up the stairs. So we say, Well done to them. Then you hear Free Money coming back down the stairs because they were the next band on. And you hear us kind of talking to them. You literally hear artists rubbing shoulders with each other. And I want to emphasise <clears throat> I want to emphasise that element of the live community in London. So it was really nice to capture that. Uh, yeah, I really hope you enjoy this episode. If you want to know more, if you want to see pictures from this day, I will get around to posting them. I'm... It's bad enough sometimes i put these episodes up late i'm really not on it when it comes to posting pictures and videos and stuff online but one day at a time i am getting there but you can find me on social media at Out. you can email me saddestnightout at gmail.com should you have any comments or any suggestions for who i should talk to in future you can contribute to the cause at patreon.com forward slash Out. as you heard me saying to gavin again I do have some ambitions for this whole project and you can help me to achieve them. And as for the music I put at the end of this, that was why I was a bit self-conscious. Isaac is probably the most high-profile guest I've had, so I was a bit self-conscious about what music to put at the end. So naturally I went with the least finished piece of music that I have. This is the most recent musical idea I've had. It is currently lyricless. It will be part of the Midnight series. And if you don't know what that is, you can listen to previous episodes where I talk about it. I'm not sure which one. They're all starting to become a bit of a blur in that regard. But I'll put that on the end of this. Thank you very much for listening. I'll try and be up a little bit earlier tomorrow. But I will see you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of the bank holiday. And take care. The. Da-da-da-da-da